0: Hello, welcome back to Flights Through Alleghazia. We are alive. We are awake. We are I'm I'm awake at least. I've been up for at least an hour and a half now. So hopefully Armin's Shut also up. awake. I think he's been <laughs> up for about 10 minutes. Uh it's been like two more minutes than that. Okay, cool. He's been up for twelve minutes. Um, but we are doing good. We are happy to be here. We're happy to be talking and obviously talking about Aragon more than anything. Um And, well, we're actually talking about Roaring this time. But uh, that being said, I just want to say thank you for all of your support, everyone, Um, as we are still in October. Hopefully everyone's, you know, spookiness is coming out and you have the cobwebs. Now, now every time you see a spider web in the house, you can just be like, it's Halloween decoration. And then all through November, you'd be like, sorry, I just haven't taken down my Halloween decoration. So you're good. Um,
1: it's the most authentic decorations you will ever find.
0: Exactly. You won't find them anywhere else but here. So, the one and only. Uh, with that being said, we hope that you, if you go through a corn maze, don't pee or shit your pants. We hope that you <laughs> have fun. We hope that if you go through a haunted house that you scare the living daylights out of the scarers, if you've ever if you've never done that, that's, try it. That's actually the way to really go. funny. Uh, if you can scare one of the people who are trying to scare you. I won't say it works in your best favor, but it is hilarious to see it happen if you can do it. Because they just like what the fuck happened. But uh, um, it's fine. It hits up like a train wreck. It's just like, what the hell? But with that being said, we are jumping in to a different type of spooky situation of ship's disappearance that we kind of solve in a way i guess but not really mm-hmm. uh but we'll get to that so starting off with ron how do you feel man how do you feel about his whole personality now
1: here we go so um for those of y'all who are reading along with us we are starting with chapters 49 and 50 landfall and tear. I was one very excited about this section and I got more excited about this section as I read through it. It was fantastic. So Roran's character as of right now is about in the same place that it was when we left it in his last section. Roran's getting more and more desperate and as he gets more and more desperate, he's getting more and more rash and he is making some decisions and pissing some people off that he probably shouldn't i.e. Clovis, for the most part. But there's some good details of Roran's leadership in this section. He starts off struggling with um, <clears throat> dealing with the people moving and how they're uh, moving their camps. And it's a good point. Roran goes and helps them move him. Uh, he helps them pitch their tents after they uh, set for land, and he ends up uh, talking to, I forgot her name.
0: Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Mandel's mother uh mendel's mother uh fuck i don't have my book with me
2: it starts okay. that so for- so Mandel's
1: mother asks him to look after her son who's been gambling which is just some minor leadership point that Rowan has to deal with but he agrees to and he ends up doing so so Roran's still looking after his people for the most part so i like where this is starting out because it's showing just a few more details of what Roran has to go through aside from the larger points of him obviously making decisions and making
0: judgments as to what to do when. I just want to say when they when they're describing sorry to go back on this one when he was describing his in the beginning of this chapter the imagery of Roran on top of the poop deck of oh, yeah. the boat with yep. the wind tiger eyes beard. So I used to sell Harleys for a living. So as you saw these old men with big ass beards, come in, you just see this wind, like flap their beard all around in their face. It would be hilarious. So like whenever he described that, I'll just like imagine some Harley old dude just riding around with a big old bushy beard, just like flapping around in the wind. So that's where my head immediately went, which I know is probably not where anyone else's went, but that's definitely where mine went. No.
1: Mine went to Johnny Depp standing on top of a mast of a sinking ship man, in the that's opening scene of
0: Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we got to record you it. playing. We got to record you playing that.
1: Oh, man. It's been a while since I've played it. I know. Or at least in its entirety. Yeah, that's true. I used to play the Pirates of the Caribbean theme on piano for, uh, for any of y'all who are wondering for backstory there.
0: And Armin a is a very beast on the fun piano. Beast. He it's is a, a very beast
1: fun beast on the Thank you. But we also love all things that have to do with those movies because those movies are fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, did they make too many? Definitely.
1: Do we care? Not really. Do we want another? Of course. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> Roran does cut quite the, uh, the heroic figure. And speaking of all the figures on the ship, I actually really like Clovis. Clovis talks straight, which is strange for a sailor and especially in this context, but I I think Roran is doing him a disservice by uh, essentially trying to bully him into staying and not taking what Clovis says. I know the position that Roran's in doesn't really give him much room for playing a nice guy, but I think Roran would do well to not try and browbeat him as much Yeah, because Clovis is an ally. He's sympathetic at least a little bit to their cause because he hasn't, Done anything about what they did because they kind of screwed him over. No, oh, yeah, and they're going to again. I feel like Clovis is smart enough to know that. So, I think Roran one has not learned that people are as ruthless as he is yet. Okay, and two, I think he doesn't know, which is understandable given the position he's in, the importance of allies. So I think he'll get a wake-up call in Serda when he starts to deal with the Varden and their politics. Because there's one thing that we know, all of the Varden is about politics.
0: Yes. So Politics,
1: <laughs> politics,
0: politics.
1: Yes. I think he'll get a bit of a wake-up call when he has to deal with the Sueda and the council and all of the other and doc all the political figures in this in the farden that he's going to have to contend with to make sure that his people get what they need. Mm-hmm. So I also like, as they're entering, we a little bit of a jump here as they enter Tiram, they get different descriptions as the uh, first one when Aragorn enters. Oh yeah. So Aragorn talks, uh, thinks about the like imagery of the city, how it looks, how it feels, how new it is, the like mystery of the sea, Rorin gets how many soldiers there are, how defendable it is, how uh much more of a military city it is, yeah, it's just an interesting, different point of view when both of them go into it,
0: which I like, and it makes sense why he does and why they think differently. I mean that's the first time Aragon's ever seen the sea when he goes to Tyrion. Roran's been on the sea for a little bit of a time now with uh Clovis and you know he's in more of a defensive position and he knows the military is after him so it's like a very you know concrete way of like being okay well we gotta focus on x y and z yeah um i love the whole kind of throwing it in there the angela part
1: just the little references yeah
0: Yeah. like i just love how like this section just kind of and besides the whole fucking storytelling part, but like there, there's the, they, they like, like before they get to Jared, they just kind of throw in little hints of like, Oh yeah, we're back in Tirum, you know, there's Angela, the herbalist. And yeah. then, you know, like, it's just like the way the structures are built and how like easily defendable it would be. And like, which is really funny to hear the other opposite side. Oh, huh. i not as weak as I thought I was. <laughs> um, the uh the opposite side of when we get to jode about how like these the roofs are easy for thieves to bounce from one another i know it's farther down in the chapter but yeah. i won't point it out later uh so there's a good little detail yeah i just love how there's little there's those little details that in this one that you know Polini points out that are different than what he pointed out before which i think it's just really cool
1: yeah Is uh, the script oh sorry go ahead no good I really enjoy Palini's descriptions of cities. He gets the sort of glorious landscape and the uh, more rural aspects, sort of open at nature and uh, natural scenes he describes very well. And he also captures the atmosphere of cities extremely well. Um, going back to, remember, like just the glorious description of Tranchi and how he set up the feel of both Tirum and Tranchi differently in the same book. It's just, I really appreciate how Well, Palini can set up an atmosphere in his world
2: building just by descriptions.
0: Yeah, he just does a good job. All right, let's get to the note part. They went straight for Jode. They went straight for Jode. I love this. I love how it is tied in, and I love to see time lapse too of what has happened to joe you know through description of you know how he has been all his ships have been missing he hasn't been able to make the funds that he needs so he's going to be now declared bankrupt by his you know um by the people who like pretty much own his ships and stuff and it's just i love it and it's and it's not an immediate you know like you go in and you start talking. It's, you know, they got this whole little confrontation here. So I, I love this next few chapters, 51, yeah. 52, and 53. Goodness, 53 is good. But it we'll was. get to that later. Um, practically kicking Joe's door. Oh, yeah. But... They're like, boom, what a bitch. Well, yeah. <laughs> True.
1: Sure. Honestly, honestly, before overarching, little comment here. Roran's been a little bit annoying in this section. It's understandable where he's coming from in all of these, but at the same time, he's got a chip on his shoulder and everybody's against him. Yeah. And one thing about leading is that you have to be able to take help when you can get it. Oh, yeah. So he's taking Jode's help because he he believes and trusts Jode's, but he also almost murdered him. Oh, yeah. Twice. Maybe three times. So, yeah. So, I think we can expect a bit more development from Roran in the next couple sections of his. Um, Especially when he gets to the Varden and Serta. Because it's just such a different atmosphere um, than what he's had to deal with in its entirety so far. Roran's never had to deal with anybody as powerful as he is. Oh yeah. He's also never had to deal with anybody as manipulative as he is. Nope. (laughs) And as... Good as he is at manipulating the minds and hearts of farmers, he ain't got Jack Squat on the
0: council. No, not at all. He he's learning quick that his wits is not gonna get him to be where he wants to be this time, which makes yeah. him more of a bully with muscle.
2: Yeah.
1: Until he runs into the real deal, which is mostly just me speculating, I think there's also a good chance that Roran will hold his own just because of how Pelynes continues to present him. I do think there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of a disc- of a discrepancy between when Roran got here.
2: Okay: Roran's
1: development has been very abrupt. We'd referenced this way back when, honestly, it feels like an entire book ago, but uh, when he was leading the revolt against the soldiers. He just sort of becomes a god at battle. Yeah. Like the farmer's kid, who's also a farmer, suddenly just like can take on 10 at once and just like beat them all
0: with a hammer. Yeah. There's no, there was no rocky scene of him training and it just, (laughs) it just wasn't there.
1: No, it just worked. And, it's a very small discrepancy but every time jump that we get with roran we miss a bit of development from him so and that's that's not to say that at not showing us Roran's development he is a lot there's just these little gaps in between that are they're just they're noticeable to me um because i'm looking for them oh yeah but uh it's I'll be a little disappointed if Roran doesn't get his bell rung metaphorically. Really? Yeah, I'll be a little disappointed because it will just make absolutely no sense.
0: I love, okay, he, I believe he needs to realize that he will always, I mean, I guess the same, same word as you're saying, he has never been put in his place yet. No. I think, what I'm
1: getting at is that Roran hasn't had the fear of being wrong. He doubts himself every now and then, like maybe one line every section to <laughs> think about, oh, this got to work. Right. He doesn't even acknowledge just how wrong he could be that yeah. much. He doesn't maybe once in the last section, if I remember correctly. I think challenges of leadership are very much about failing and i once again when Roran is in a room with people more powerful smarter more driven and more manipulative and more ruthless than he is i'll be disappointed if he holds his own i'll be impressed if he holds his own but it won't make sense to me yeah i understand that because as much as he's been through He's still a farmer's kid who's been holding a hammer for a
0: month. Yeah. And, and, and I and I feel maybe if he doesn't hold his own, he'll just won't even try and become better, which will be annoying. Yeah. You know, he'll just be like, well, fuck it then. I'm just going to muscle my way all the way to Razak and get you know, Katrina, you know? It just, and maybe yeah. he will. And maybe he'll fail. And that'll be another point of character development for him. Let's hope it is. Goodness. He is but, like, yeah.
1: Because we see if... Way back when, book one, we're pulling out book one stops here.
0: Oh, man. Way back all when, the way back in book one.
1: Yeah. All Five months ago, months ago, people. Maybe longer. Because <laughs> you know how Aragon learns the game in when he's with the Varden, Aragon learns the game that they play with Sephira and then plays not entirely by their rules, but by their rules. Okay. I don't see Roran doing that. Yeah. He's too desperate to do that. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him interact with the political figures of the bar. And Jode also brings up a good point. Once you get there, what then? You you can't go back to being a farmer. Yeah. At least not roaring and not the people that he's given a taste for blood. Yeah. Um, so Jode raises an excellent point there. Are y'all going to be Come revolutionaries you're gonna fight the whole point of this is saving your families what are you gonna do when you get there yeah i think it's another thing they're gonna have to uh go through and another thing that will hold roaring up and keep him from chasing after katrina
0: uh yeah can we just talk about that story bomb that was been dropped of book one by jode here
2: Okay, I have mixed feelings about this stylistically. Okay. One, it got all it covered all that it needed to cover in a paragraph. Yes. Two,
1: I feel like the assumption is made that the Varden filled him in because that's the, the natural conclusion that I went to. Same. It does feel a bit like okay, wow, he knows all of this.
0: But the weirdest thing, and this is this is what's gonna get me here. And this might be a chip prediction, and I'll see if Armin agrees. In his storytelling, right, he talks all the way up to and beyond Brahm's death. Yes. Right? He talks as if he has been filled in up to like yesterday of their timeline. Because mm. he even says is training Duvalden Varden and is leaving soon. To be
1: fair, to be fair, Aragon's been training in Duvalden Varden for several months now.
0: But it doesn't matter how, if he knows that he's leaving soon. That was the plan the whole time though.
1: It was never a plan for Aragon to stay long in Duvalden Varden. It was always planned for Aragon to go train and then come back to the Varden. I thought it was more
0: he trained and stayed with the elves and they'd all go into battle together.
1: That might be it, but one way or another, Aragon is coming back. Okay. Like that was, I mean, he, that was the agreement that he made with Nisweta.
0: So here's my prediction. The Varden, I think the next time we see, this is, this is what's been the section. I think the next time we see Roran, he's going to be in Serna. That is just how they're going to do a time-lapse here, just so he doesn't do a, I mean, I get the whole ending, and I'll talk about that, but I just believe that next time we see him, he's going to be in CERTA.
2: And like next time when he's in
0: CERTA, he's going to see – he's going to meet the Varden, and Aragon's going to be there because of what Jared said about him leaving soon. That's my prediction there, that they're all three going to be joint there. Mm,
1: I think that there'll be means... at least one more Aragon section, at the very <sighs>
0: least. Okay. I think it's going to be all there.
1: Well, <clears throat> One, we can't leave off we can't do a time lapse from when Aragon left off, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but we Through can the Varden. Right, but we're gonna go back to Aragon have his spiel, and at the end of his spiel, he's gonna be like, All right, I'm flying back to the Varden now. And that's gonna be the ending of his section. And he's gonna race across the Hadderang Desert now, not having anyone else to fucking worry about this goddamn time. He's gonna get there in a timely manner instead of running on foot with two horses of hurt elf and you know it, it's the whole point is that he's going to get there in a timely manner and he's going to get there and voren's going to get i think it's just going to be one big party granted i don't think Warren's gonna be too happy considering what's yes, happening no. here but you no know, point is i do want to point this out to you before i get too far ahead thank you to jordan white shout out we actually did know if we read carefully and remembered carefully that joe does know aragon and safira and that they, that he's the new writer, and that that is a definite because in book one, and I think I was the one who speculated that he didn't know. So I want to say out there that he does know because Bram told him, and there's a section yeah. apparently where Aragon was like, "Why the fuck did you tell about Saphira? That's my like like that should yeah. be my own choice." So yeah. shout out to John White there, thank you very much. Uh, but back to it here, I really believe that there's going to be a scene. I, I I see their I see their interaction by the end of this book. I want it to happen because I wanna see how Roran reacts to seeing Aragon. Especially with the mixed emotions he's getting right now. There's not much mixed about it. There's there is. And you know there mixed, is because yes, he has to is. ask he's asked about it later on. After. Yeah.
1: Yes. He does have mixed feelings about Aragon. Um I feel like a reuniting is likely by the end of the book it will probably honestly will probably end there just given the amount of pages left although i also would not be surprised if palini also pulls a last minute battle okay because the whole battle of tron didn't really come about until the last couple sections
0: yeah he might be pulling maybe it's the other way around Point is, is that Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling was always very nice to make sure didn't try and kill Harry until the end of the books. You know, at least education is important to her. And, you know, make sure Harry had education and everything. But details. Point is, is maybe all the big battles are just at the end of the books here.
1: I feel like the <laughs> reason I'm saying that there might be one by the end of this one is because we get a reference to Gavator's mobilizing of his army. Yeah. Joe brings that up. And Pallini doesn't say anything without that reason. So there's a fair... Slides it in there there's a fair likelihood that Roran and the Varden will have to repel an invasion from Galatorix. Possibly being reinforced or backed up halfway through
2: the battle by Aragorn. Oh, uh, sort of like a, uh, you know, like a,
0: end um, game scene and Avengers.
1: Yes. Like end game scene or a, uh, you know, and it's crushing the Erakai from behind in the, uh, in the uh, Battle of Helmsteed. Yes.
0: I. What annoys me. I get why he does it. Just this in there, I get why he does it. But I'm annoyed that Roran also has to like. Double check everything Jode says. By asking how to describe Brahmin Ereba. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it annoyed me because dude. He talks about like the stone, which he thought was a stone, is now the egg and Saphira. Da, da da da. Point is, is that like how is he still so unsure? Also, it pissed me off. This is the whole wife thing. I don't know if that pissed you off, but the whole like when the wife comes to the door and bangs on it, he like.
1: You mean Roran's actions there? Yeah. Yeah, that pissed me off too.
0: It's just like, dude, just let him like deal with it. Yeah no it's like you you, you're taking you are taking a whole entire ass village with your ass to go get Katrina yeah let the man talk to his wife dude
1: yeah no Roran's definitely they said with the overarching qualifier of we understand why he's so paranoid however why the fuck is he so paranoid like the the issue that I have with it isn't even the fact that he practically bullies Joe into doing whatever he wants, as he does with everybody else. Roran doesn't. Roran plays against people. He's everybody is against him, which is fair. The vast majority of the Empire is. However, he plays the same way with everybody he encounters, not just them his enemies
2: yeah
1: which is going to make him more enemies than friends yeah and he's standoffish in that sense and that's not going to help him when he has to please the people he's going to go beg for sanction yeah um so the way he handles it is a tat is it is annoying yes um he almost kills him for talking to his wife so like i said ron's gonna to have to uh He's going to have to adapt to some things. I'm not sure if he will. I, I'm not sure if Palin will even acknowledge that if he'll just go straight into Roar and holding his own against the farden
0: I think, I think he will. I hope he does. Fingers crossed. Me too. Me but too. again, this might go against my prediction here. I still believe that Aragon is going to be there and he's going to vouch for Roar. It's going to be a cheap way to get out of it. He's going to have to deal with it, but Aragon's also going to be there and so have a little bit of a, like, a stepping stepping stool, step stool. On the contrary,
1: I don't think Ro I don't think Aragon will fill that role. Jode already does. In terms of pieces, That's true. characters, how they go. Jode can vote, vouch for Roran all he wants because Jode stole the egg because Jode is essentially a god in the Varden. Yeah. Because he gave them their only living chance. Yeah. So. Roran doesn't need Aragorn to vouch for him that role is already filled by Jode in the same way that the mental role by Brahm didn't need to be filled therefore Brahm was taken out of the picture Yeah, it's not the only reason why I know it was more moving than that but still yeah. in terms of characters and how they interact <clears throat> Roran doesn't need Aragorn yet and it will only drive
2: Roran further if he only still gets stories of Aragorn yeah So, I think I think Rowan will
1: reach the Varden before Aragon does. I do think they'll reunite
0: there, at the Varden. Okay. But you think it's gonna be more like what you talked about? There's gonna be a battle, and he's just gonna come in and help I out. I think that's I
1: think that's likely. Okay. Um, I also think it's likely that he comes in after the battle. Just like, what's play. up? Why
0: is everyone fucking fucked up, man? Goodness, this place was better than I thought of. <laughs>
1: Essentially. But the reason I'd say that is because it would play into Roran's ideas of Aragon. That he's just leaving messes for Roran to clean up. To be fair, to be fair, I did want to acknowledge that Roran does get a bit pissed at Aragon when he hears about that story. And Roran, it's as much of Roran's fault as it is Aragon's. Roran has to share some of that blame for his own actions. because. He could have left. Oh yeah, because he made the active choice to stay when he saw the Razak and knew they were looking for him. Aragon, when faced with that decision, left. Roran didn't. Different situation, I know. Like yeah, they, different reason. But yeah, different reasoning. Roran had Katrina to think about, but at the same time, all good intentions don't like they don't count out bad ones and they don't count out negative results even if they were good intentions so and roran's intentions were still selfish not saying once again staying behind for a loved one is both a selfish reason and a noble reason yes there's not really a black and white in that in my mind in that regard but roran still does and the actions that follow are because he didn't leave. right no one asked him either to revolt because they weren't going to be enslaved until he started killing people. No one asked them to leave either, because they didn't until he told them to.
2: Yeah.
1: So, Rowan can play the blame game all he wants on Aragon. Yes, Aragon left a mess for him to clean up. Aragon also basically made the most of the situation that he was in.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, we talked about this in our previous episodes before, about like, once Rowan understands he's going to be mad at him and i get like you're talking about i get why and i also believe the same thing that he can't just blame everything on aragon yeah it's his of his circumstances because the current circumstance i think i think he could blame aragon up until the Razak arrive
1: pretty much like he can i he can blame thing is he can blame aragon
2: for uh gero's death yes same time it's not like Arag- yes,
1: Aragon left and Aragon wasn't around to protect him, but what would he have done?
0: But you also gotta realize that Roran still and Joe doesn't either. Neither I don't think Brom does either. Maybe she told Brom, I'm not sure. The point is, is that Aragon didn't have a choice. Saphir just put him on his put on put him on her back and fucking yeah. dipped. Like yeah. and we that got wasn't back, even Garrow was dead. Yeah. And so like he so, like, until that – and I get that, like, Aragon won't – like, Aragon could tell Roran that, and Roran's probably going to be stubborn and pissed off and everything and yep. just not believe him. But the point is, is that he, he – as soon as he realizes that that's the deal, I mean, I hate to say it, but all shift can be blamed towards Safira then at that point. And, I mean, Which let's be honest here. unless Roran's go really well. dumb, and I don't think he's going to go against Safira at all. Um, no. Well, cool. I said that was one last thing.
1: One, the two things. One, when they meet up and when Roran confronts him, I hope Aragorn doesn't back down.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think Aragorn will.
1: I I really hope he doesn't. I really hope he says, nah, you think you got it bad. This is what I've had to
0: do. Granted, I mean, he just got, like, superhuman power. So, that's I mean... He did, but that doesn't <laughs> change what he had to deal with. No. um, He... Which I think would be really funny to watch him just like and come after him and he just like sidestep and just like watch like Roran fall. You know, it's like that, like like the, the, yeah, yeah, the mentor, you know, student dynamic kind of switches there with that moment just because he's just like, dude, what the, I'm going to outdo you every time just because you look bigger and are bigger and stronger yeah. doesn't mean I can't beat you. Like, I think well, it be really funny, but that's the thing.
1: Rowan's not stronger anymore either.
0: Not by looks. Or sorry. Not actually, but by looks he is. Yeah. You know, I think I think Aragon, yes, he is has elf strength and everything like that now. i phrase that. I think he does. We just know he looks like an elf now and is healed. We don't know if he actually fully yeah. becomes, you know, strong we'll and as quick as him. But uh he I think it's I think he I think Roran himself has, you know, I, whenever I think Warren, I just think a lumberjack, dude. That's like yeah, that's my immediate. Yeah, he he's
1: very lumberjack bobs,
0: You know, like that's just, and I think it doesn't help that he carries a hammer, but, you know, I just which give, is him, dope, which is but... dope. I mean, if you, I mean, if he wants to, I mean, I really hope he replaces that. I mean, unless he's gonna become God of Thunder and start shooting lightning bolts out of the motherfucking hammer, I just want him to fucking switch to something a little bit sharper, just so you know. His swings are, you know, not so...
1: I don't think he will. I think, I mean, he already has, he has a name based on his
0: hammer, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I know, but... I don't know. I want him to switch to, like, an axe.
1: That would be cool. Like Thor does to the hammer axe.
0: Yes. To the
1: hacks of the hammer. The hacks um, of
0: the hammer. I get the uh, big one. You can take the small <laughs> one. <laughs> I get the big one.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I think... I think Pallini is setting us up for some great character development. That might just be wishful thinking on my part, but I think once again, the way that the way that Christopher Pallini is, that we can say because we talked to him because he's awesome. Ah.
0: Sorry, I was saying cough. He sounded yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so the way that Christopher
1: Pallini is, just because of you know how we have talked to him with that interview that he did, which if is If you awesome. don't
0: fucking know this. We're interviewing him again at the end of this book and the end of every yes. book that we read yes. of his, okay? Just accept it. I know, so, heartbreaking for you guys, but we're doing it.
1: I think we're setting up, or Balini is setting up a fantastic bout of character development for both Roran and Aragon. I think when they see each other, they will both, like that conversation or that section will be fantastic. I hope it comes by the end of this book. I do think another battle is imminent. We haven't really had that much action. We get book, some. I with, mean, yeah. We get we get some minor, a lot of minor little skirmishes.
0: I mean, you, I mean, yes. I mean, Carbohal. we also get the, you know the death of Ajahad right at the beginning of the book, which has been a pretty yeah, yeah. deathly. Uh, and then we deathly. Hey, <laughs> I threw it in there. You know, I did it. <laughs> we get the whole action with the with the dwarves not liking him. and um... There's not action There's there. No There's still just politics. I think we're due for a battle.
1: I think we're due for a battle. I think there will be one by the end of this book. Yeah. Just the way that uh, the way that Nasueda went um, that that section was talking about raising funds and starting to invade and talking about Galatoris mobilizing his army, I think there'll be a battle by the end of this section.
0: Yeah. Maybe every book's just a build-up and strategy to battles.
1: I mean, every book is a
0: build-up, but I, I Yeah, Pallini, but there's some like, at least, it, in, at least in Lord of the Rings, there's like fights within the book. Fair.
1: I think with Pallini, just how smart he is, I think if he does it again in this one, he won't in the third one.
0: Like a big battle at the end?
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, that's also how, like,
0: progression of plots go. He'll do like they build, a... He'll they build, do a... They build. He'll do like the baseball tactic of a pitcher. Throw two strikes, lead the third one. Make a ball and then throw a fourth strike. Bold of you to assume the batter hasn't teed off on the first pitch strike. Exactly. Yeah, you know how it goes. We both football, yeah. play ball. If you're a baseball player, you know how it goes. If you watch baseball, you see it all the fucking time.
2: I don't know.
1: There's kind, of a, there's kind of a split debate between take the first pitch and swing at the first pitch.
0: There's a difference between knowing your pitcher and not knowing your pitcher. I mean, sure. in the MLB they have people studying each pitcher that's going to be pitching in the game and Thanks. they tell all the, I mean like it, it, there's so much like, there are people who go to a games of the, of a different team just to watch the pitcher all the time. Like that's just how it goes, you know? So yeah.
1: then again, if you're, if, if you're batting and chip is pitching, then you, you take the first well, pitch. You, you you it'll should, be you over should, your head.
0: You should duck <laughs> yeah. and drop your bag. Cause I'll hit it. <laughs> I right before your head. I just want to give you a warning. That's all. I want to scare you a little bit. I wasn't on a mound. Yes, you were. No, wasn't.
1: Oh, that's right. No, that field was a different. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: field sucked ass.
1: Yeah, come on. Let's be honest.
0: That field has sucked ass for the past decade. We went back. backstory here. We went back to our <laughs> elementary school baseball field that yeah. we used to play kickball on.
1: And we we used to play. Like rec league baseball on it too.
0: Yeah. We used to play like growing up. That's where we played baseball on it. Yeah. And which is crazy to think sometimes. Um and it was it's a shitty field. It was I mean, so it shitty. Was, it was well, shitty. It was a shitty field
1: back then, it's a shitty field now.
0: It was so shitty. Someone hit it into the outfield and it got lost in the tall grass. That's how bad oh, this yeah. field
1: was. So Yeah, and uh and my brother got a home run off of that in the game. Yeah, in the park, the kid Lost the ball yeah. in the
0: grass. So
1: is it was in a clover patch. What are you talking about?
0: All right, Irish Irishman, shut the fuck up. Let's get it's back to nice,
1: the ball. It, it's in a nice clover patch there?
0: No oh, goodness. Where the,
1: where the lad lost the where, where the lad lost the ball?
0: Everyone, everyone, he's just ready for his. Arvin's gonna have a whirlwind of a weekend here. He flies. He, he's coming back home for thirty six totally hours and flying back out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun.
1: It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be very fun. But I'm also Price not. You. Do gonna you
0: play poker on Saturday night?
1: I do. The only reason why I would say I'm not sure is because you know my parents are gonna to want to talk to me.
0: No, your dad's the one who mentioned it. Oh, in that case, yes. Yeah, he's the one who oh, wants to do it. Oh, facts. In that case, bet. Let's do it. All right, bet.
2: Because I uh, work. Um, I got.
0: I got a new gig. Everyone still bartending, but a new gig. I'm a contract bartender. It means that the people that I work for send out a schedule. And I get to choose what days I work. And you just got to fill in. It's first come, first serve for the weekends.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. So on weekends, I can choose when I work and when I don't work now. Oh, dude, that's awesome. do. Yeah. During the weeks, I still work at my original place. But uh, uh, for the weekends, on Friday and Saturday, I choose where, uh, when I work, the days I work on Friday and Saturday. So yeah, which means on weekends, if I want to take a big trip uh, with my fiance, I can do that. And I'm able to... You know, take time off if I want to go see Armin up at his college. If I want to go see Red at his college, if I want to go see Armin's nice. brother at his college, I can do it all. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be really nice to have that little bit of a leap. Doesn't mean I can afford to take all those weekends off, but it means <laughs> nice. that I have the ability to take off the weekends. So there's that's, uh, that's the awesome real reasons here. So but um but yeah, so that means I'm actually done instead of being done at like two o'clock in the morning, I'm done at like eleven or eleven thirty. So nice. right as, right as nice. around when your brother's probably ready to pass out or something, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, Evidently he was planning on just going out the entire night.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna convince him otherwise. Yeah. Well I'm like, bro, come on, spend some bro time. I know we spent some bro time this morning, but come on, man. Spend some bro yeah. time. I don't I don't think Red's gonna be there in the morning. Cause he right. so I've gotta help my dad like, cook at seven. Yeah, I know. I gotta bring beer. We're drinking morning drinking. Back to, um, yes, aside, back to the story here. Drinking aside, partying aside, weekend aside. I do believe that Aragon and Vorin are gonna have it's gonna be like that brother of love, you know? Like they're gonna be really mad at It's gonna you be people. a little
2: bit more intense than that.
0: I think it's gonna be what it needs to be.
2: <laughs> Facts. That, yes, it will because <laughs> but uh
1: I, it'll be I, I want to get there i want to get there although if i do see correctly the next section is in this way
0: you do but before we get there let's talk about these last chapters
1: all right yeah so last couple bits last couple bits Jode is in fact a bridge of storylines i believe that's a uh, tally on the arm's awesome chart uh, i know i think it's incorrect
0: uh, dumbass How's it you, you ready? You ready? I'm going to read it to you.
1: Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about... you talk about Murtaugh?
0: Yeah. Murtaugh or the twins will service the bridge between the stories. That is in, incorrect.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Am I, am I right in there?
2: Okay, you are...
1: I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, actually. I mean, it's possible for them to be another bridge.
0: There is, but, but this is the... Begin like you could you could technically if you want to be really technical you could say the yeah, bridge is the yeah. the wanted poster they see in narda but i believe this is the bridge because this is where they get all caught up at least at least yeah. a, at least more gets I agree. caught up and that's the bridge i think that's it
1: i agree that's incorrect
0: okay all right what's the one that you were talking about Ah, uh, it's kind of half correct
1: okay roared melita full-on rebellion against the empire possibility of meeting one of aragon's friends from book one ie too
0: well uh, correct i think that's correct he still leads it, because uh, he, he's, who will he think about? It? He's still talking about leading a rebellion against the Empire's minions, which are the Razak, and like, getting a so. retriever. So I say that's correct. He does meet Jode from book one. You do state that in your prediction. Okay. All right. I say, I say you get it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Of course you will. Why wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> I just love being wrong.
2: <laughs> of course.
1: That's why. Okay. <laughs> I'm I think that's the only two we've got. Huh? I'm sticking with Murtaugh Ain't Dead.
0: I know, I know. We know your feelings. You got like he a man crush on dead. the man. Goodness. You can't be dead. I love Murtaugh. Me too, but oh, you got honestly, like a crush, dude. It's kind of
1: a little weird. He had too much character potential just to die. I wanted to see where he was going to go.
0: Do you think we just. Dis- 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 ah. Do you think we solved the disappearing plot point in Tirum?
2: I don't think we have.
0: Okay.
1: Actually actually no. I did want to talk about that. Okay. Because Jode implies that it's the Empire that's
0: making them disappear. Which okay, that really annoyed me. If the Empire is directly hurting your business, knowing that you are with the Varden, why don't they just fucking take him into prison? Honest don't know. That's what pissed me off here.
1: Especially if Empire is the like tyranny that it is. Yeah. That that was a little weird. We might solve it. I don't know why Joe didn't mention that. Unless that see, that's the thing. Technically it's solved. Because technically, by stealing the ship, the empire can't like stop them or make them disappear. If what Joe implies is fully true, that the reason why all the ships are disappearing is because of the Empire, then technically by stealing the Empire's ship, they did like avoid that problem. Yes and no. like, It was much more mystic in the first yeah. one.
0: Yeah. The uh, Do you just want to leave it blank still? Yeah, leave it blank. Okay.
1: Or if we, if it doesn't happen in Warren's next section, we can like just like I mean, it'll be, we can just mark it wrong.
0: Well, if this is the one thing that Palina is talking about in terms of coming back and be like, "Yeah, I know what I was doing." That's what I thought it was. Well, honestly, like, I think no, he does in the last book, so we could have to wait till the end. Uh, but I don't okay. see him. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, um, talk about stealing a ship.
1: That was a dope last section.
0: First, it was. You want to talk about Mendel?
2: I do. Roran handled that very well.
0: There's a butt there, dude.
2: I can feel there it. There is. But. Roran also once again manipulated it again and put them in more harm's way and risk the entire
1: see that's the that's the thing that I think once again the Paladin is getting at here is that Roran's solutions to problems are risks which is they're all risks like that's what you have to take in leadership positions especially one so tenuous as Roran's.
2: but Roryn's decisions to solving problems involve jeopardizing the entire mission. Right. So his response in bringing Mandela along,
1: he acknowledges that that's the one problem with the plan.
2: It didn't go wrong. Therefore, Roryn doesn't think about it anymore. The way he handles him on the ship he's a little blunt with it, but he knows
1: how Mandel sees him and he knows how to use that to get him to do what he wants.
2: That is essentially leadership. Good or bad, depending on how you take it. That's not
1: the worst thing Warren's done as a leader. No. However, that line of reasoning doesn't excuse bad actions. Right. Um, and the fact that it does is kind
2: of the reason why we're fucked this society. But yeah, um, but honestly,
1: that one could have gone worse. Also, not not sound reasoning for morality.
2: But that could have gone worse. I. Let me understand here. He dips Clovis, right? Does he pay Clovis? I think so?
1: No. As far as I know, no. So they don't just, have the money to pay Clovis.
0: Right? Hey, like it's not like Joe helped them out. Like I no, was thinking. Cause, no,
1: because Joe doesn't have money. Either.
0: So there's a somehow a whole fucking ass village just dips. Yeah. Yeah. And not only just dips, they're able to pack all their shit and then dip. Go around Tiram. Like There's just a little bit of logic here that I'm missing. And I have—I feel like I'm now, missing.
1: They do go into Tiram looking for them, And Clovis does say, you're going to the barn. So it makes it very clear that he's not going to take them. They just kept them around in case they couldn't find one. And they needed to steal his ships again.
0: Yeah. But it, it, in my understanding that Mendel also fucked their ships just so they couldn't chase after them for the money, I don't know if he actually did or not. I don't know he did. But, which is
1: another just complete asshole thing to do. I mean, oh, yeah. we know that they couldn't pay and they don't have the money. And, yes,
2: desperation, all that stuff. But at the same time, to me, that means that Roran's word doesn't mean shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Because like, it's the boy of Rod Wolf now. Ever Out of everyone who was a part of that arrangement, Roar is the only one who didn't hold up his end. Hell yeah, because he didn't pay the man they gave them salvation. Yeah, who also didn't do anything not to deserve it. Like it's one thing if Clovis was a like conniving, like sleazy ship captain who only did it for the money and only. No, Clovis was going to refuse them because of their position. Yeah, they forced him to bring them along, ate his stuff, made his men work overtime. Yeah. Didn't let them sell down in the port, and then fucked off and didn't
0: pay them. I really hope he comes back and, like, at the end of the battle, Clovis is just standing there, like, pointing at him, like, "You are dead." <laughs> and the like, I, like, I like, don't, funny.
1: I don't want to make Clovis an adversary. Me too. Me, me like that defeats that defeats the point of
2: Roan wronging him. I just,
0: I'm just a little bit annoyed about that whole it's a, go it's down. And I knew I would be. Like, I knew from the start, as soon as we met Clovis and the deal that was made, I knew yeah. that I'd be kind of disappointed in the actions to follow with their interaction. Yeah. That that was that was, I, I knew that was on its way.
2: Consequences. Characters are bad at doodling with them.
0: I don't get why they can't just be cool people.
1: I mean, like I said, how are they
2: gonna pay? Yeah. But they did tell him they were going to. Yeah. So All right, stealing the ship. That's also
1: not just that's also not just Clovis. That's all of Clovis's workers. Oh yeah. Like all the guys
0: that sailed the ship. Which I think is really funny because one of them goes with him. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I don't care if you guys didn't pay me. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, what? What just happened? Like, hold up. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was really funny. Um, the whole marriage thing, I think, was just like, I was like, all right, cool, bestowed in there. All right. Yeah. Another problem that Rowan has to figure out for his people. Yeah. Um, I also
1: really did just a small little note here. Uh, the continuation of Rowan's obsession with how many people he's killed. He loses count. It's a really yeah. small thing. It's really subtle and it's like easy to forget about. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. It's just a little trope. But yeah. it's also really important. Yeah. It's another signal of Roran's descent. If we didn't have enough. Yeah. But Roran's now lost count of how many people he's killed.
0: Yeah. And here comes Legolas out the back. I mean Baldur out the back.
1: What the fuck was that?
0: Okay. <sighs>
2: okay i understand i understand a good shot that was a fantastic shot oh yeah my my issue
1: since when was balador an archer i can understand aragon making that shot because aragon spent his entire life with a bow yeah I can't remember Baldor's specific set of skills. But Baldor hit a flying animal from a moving ship up high in the air far away. And not only did he hit it, he hit it to
2: the extent that it fell.
0: Yeah. Like retreated. Yeah.
2: It like still, like spiraled, like spiraled down and crashed.
0: Oh, it like spiraled down and crashed. Not crashed, but like still yeah, I mean, I get your sign, but like, yeah. I, again, that's one of those things where you're just like, really? How? Like, you're. Yeah. The, the, I mean, unless he did all the hunting in the spine, which he did. Which did. No, no, no. But I mean, when they traveled the spine with the village. Fair. Um, yeah. I don't know. I love, I love that last sentence of like, now they the empire knows where we are
1: yeah i mean it gives like the
0: whole sitting duck kind of feeling
1: it does that was it was good for effect but at the same time how did the empire not know where they are yeah they took a ship and they sailed in the direction yeah they're going south down the coast like where are they going to go west there's nothing that way
0: (laughs) then you're going to go back on land they're going to pick up the boat Take the boat with them all the way across everything.
1: Yes, 300 people are going to
0: portage the boat across a desert. It could be like the <laughs> crabs and pirates of the Caribbean and David yeah. Jones Walker. Uh, <sighs> nah, it was
1: like I said, it was a good shot, it was a clean shot. But at the same time, also yeah. like R- Murtaugh shoots the Razak in the face at almost point blank rage. It was fine. Like, yeah. you like scale away with it and it goes down. I don't know. That's my problem. That's my problem with the Razak in this book. Not many problems that I have, but one true one that I have is like the Razak in book one are like the Demogorgon and Stranger Things. That thing is actually scary. The Razak in book two are like the Dema They're kind of ridiculous, and nobody actually thinks they're scary. I
0: haven't seen Stranger Things, so I can't say I relate, but
1: well. If anyone disagrees with that comment, because I know Stranger Things is rather popular, you can fight me in our email. But um come on. The effect of season two wasn't nearly, nearly as tense or scary because they look like terriers. Uh, but yes, creepy terriers, but terriers. Um, so it's just the Rizak in this book are kind of ridiculous. Like, what do they do? For all of the superstitious nature of the people of the spine that we get in book one that refuse to go into the woods because they think that they're possibly haunted when they're faced of a demon out of myth they don't give a shit yeah when they're faced with the idea that a dragon for the first time in centuries is back not centuries yeah. but i get what you're saying Roran doesn't care. Like Rorin doesn't even acknowledge that, oh, it's a dragon.
2: Yeah.
1: Lauren kind of does. But Roran's just like, no, screw Erica, not. Yeah. Holy shit, my cousins is the all for rider and like the one thing that's gonna stop Galvatoris. Fuck can... <laughs> him. Yeah.
2: It's just and, like
1: <sighs> it's just it still doesn't. I know they've been on a journey, they've all changed. It just there's just the gap between all of the people of Carva Hall and Roran as they were in Carva Hall and now is just a little too much because they're still ignorant of the vast proceedings of the world we get we are shown how isolated Carva Hall is, the most interaction they have with the world are traders, traveling people, telling them stories, yeah so They've never had to deal with any situation like this in their lives, and they're doing a hell of a good job with it.
0: There's so much going on, but there's there nothing is. going on.
1: There's so much
0: going on. What with the guys are going back to the Varden, as you said, and you um, saw
1: continuation of that silk plot point. Probably them like uh, executing it.
2: Yeah, Just and another the reason.
1: <clears throat> another reason why I think. Um, there's a very strong possibility of there being an invasion Prep for more war. Because that's where we left off in the last book. Yeah. Or the last book. The last foreign section. Oh, boy. This was a good section. I liked it. It was well written.
0: It was. It's also it was, annoying as fuck. It was very <sighs> annoying. But I did enjoy, like...
1: Yes. The description no, enjoyed, of, like,
0: the whole, like, fire scene in the end with, the, you know, how to, like... Yeah, stop the soldiers from getting them, and I think which is very well done.
1: It was extremely well paced. Yeah, the, the pacing and timing of everything was good, especially because they had to go through a lot of information with yeah. Roran. Pauline did space out information and like present it very, very well.
0: Yeah, I'm still very shocked that there's apparently a similarity between Roran and Aragorn. It looks. I don't know if I can picture that in my own head. There's not anymore. Well no, but, but like um, you know what I mean? Like I you can, know, Jod was like, Oh, that. I was looking for the similarities. I don't even know if I could have looked for similarities between. There's very like I take my brother and my cousin. They can very like I don't know. I, they can pass for be best fair. friends, I don't think they can pass as cousins sometimes. You know,
1: Garrow is, is Aragon's uncle. Yeah. So I mean they're like
0: I know they're blood-related.
1: No, but, like, they're closer cousins than most people's, like... They're not exactly extended family.
0: Like, oh, Ergon's my. mom
1: was Gero's sister, like...
0: It's still. Like, think if I had lined up all my cousins for you, you'd be like, they're not cousins. Fair. Like, like, even just the guys alone. You'd be like, I guess I see it, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't yeah. know. That's all. Yeah. But anything else to say about this section? Nah. I can't wait for the
2: next one though. I think I wanna see where Aragon goes from this
1: because we had the festival. Yeah. He's learning. He cried. Either he cried. (laughs) Either he becomes descendant. (laughs) Like either he learns some like super secret power or it's about time for him to leave.
0: Telling you man, he's gonna he's gonna be there. And he's like, going to look at him and be like, Who the fuck are you? Because he didn't see, because he's an elf now. He's like, I'm your cousin. He's like, Nah, dude. You're some wacky ass elf, dude. I am your father. Exactly. No,
2: that's not true.
0: <laughs> no, you can't be true. I'll leave you on that. It can't be true, everyone. Cannot be true. Or
2: can't,
0: or can't it? it? Or can't What? <laughs> Shut up. That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. We're <laughs> out. Peace. Lights to Aligazio is produced by Chip and are hosted by Chip and are created by Chip and are edited by Chip. Music is by Oscar Parvez. Website is by Chip. Illustrations are by Bertie Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.